0: As our kids are dismissing, man, we just experienced some Jesus, did we not? Thank you so much, worship team. I purposefully start outside because I may see a few squirrels if I'm in here. My mind goes different places. But more the more it's, I hear singing, I was like, i got to come in at least participate and feel some of that. That was phenomenal. Thank you so much, each and every one of you. Uh, thank you for your singing this morning. There's just something about it. Um, I have a few books, uh, a couple of books available, um, that I was just out of my office that were, some of them we gave away last time, um, and have a few left. If you weren't a part of that and you said, listen, I missed one, you're more than welcome to get us on that back table. And then the newest book that was given to us that, that has been really good. I know several of you ladies have it and some people in my, one of my smaller groups have it, but, um the, there's a book there that I want you to get, and it's praying through the Bible. So I've only got about 30 some odd copies left. We can get some more. Um, That is a phenomenal book. It actually, some of that thought even comes in today's message. So I thought that was interesting in itself. Um, But Jonah chapter two, and you say, oh, it's been a minute since we've been in Jonah. I don't even remember when the last time we were in Jonah. Well, it has been a minute um we we did jonah chapter one now we do chapter two again this is more of a survey approach even though these verses are only only ten verses so it's easy and there's really really one main kind of thought in this jonah chapter two so we won't be in that forever don't worry we'll be we'll get through chapter two today um at the end of chapter one though and that's not on your screen um for the verses but i do want (laughs) to finish we, we, you know, in the Bible, he was only in the Jonah, Jonah was only in the belly for about three days. It's been several months since we visited this, so you know maybe Jonah is a part of the belly. No, I'm just playing. We're going to go back to Scripture. So, verse uh, 17 of chapter one, and that's not on the screen, but it says, "And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights." So now we begin in chapter 2. We're going to read all of those 10 verses together. Um, And it really kind of goes right in. Verse 1, it says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me, all your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life, the deep surrounded me, weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. It's very, very deep in the water here. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to, to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope, of steadfast love but i with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you what i what i have vowed i will pay salvation belongs to the lord and the lord spoke to the fish and it vomited jonah out upon the dry land all that heaviness in the verse in verse 10 and it vomited jonah that's pretty cool let's go to the lord in prayer Father God, we're just grateful to spend some time now in your word, and I pray that's exactly what it would be. It would be at your word. Lord, I pray you'd speak through it, and Lord, I pray the words even I would say would be controlled by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I always do this, and I didn't do it today, but thank y'all for every bit of volunteering today, whether, it, I mean, the music spoke, what happened in, what's happening over there, I really appreciate, and the new people back there, y'all play a massive part. If you've already taught a class today, thank you. Um, I don't remind myself to do that, but I'm just very grateful for how many in this church serve. So from disobedience to repentance, chapter one, of course, he's fleeing Nineveh, he gets on a boat, storm comes, he's asleep, it's impressive, right? Down at the bottom of the boat. I mean, the the whole, they think they're going to die, right? They come down. Hey, aren't you distressed? What's going on? Why are you asleep? Uh, okay, I know whose fault. It's my fault. Just throw me over. I want to die. Very low, depressive point in jo- Jonah's life, right? And then it just so happens this big fish, like I said before, I won't call it a whale because it's a big fish. That fish now has purpose in its life. He's going to gobble up some Jonah. And then. The way this reads, and from the study, I can surmise, my man had been in there for several days before we get to chapter two, which is impressive. Think about it. I mean, what are you drinking? Belly juice? Mmm. You know? What are you eating? Possibly digested food. I mean, that's kind of the lowest of the low. He thought he was going to die. And I don't believe at any point in those first couple of days, he really thought, oh, this is how God's going to save me. Nope. I was hoping I'd go to the bottom and just drown. Instead, I'll suffer in belly juice for a little while. But then we get to the end of chapter one, where it's at the end of those three days, three nights. And what does it say Jonah did? He prayed. And this is where we begin to make a turn for Jonah. Remember his last time, like I said, this is Jonah looking back. So we're going to start out these first couple of verses not so necessarily positive. We do get positive very quickly, though, especially in point two. But this is Jonah looking back. Jonah gets a bad rap, but I'm telling you, every person in this room can relate to this man, right? I mean, he he's a speaker of the gospel, right? A, a, a believer. We know that, Okay. He spoke words that God called him to speak to communities. He's got to get to Nineveh eventually. This is a a pastor, a preacher. So if this guy can go through this, anybody can. I can. And we do. And you can. So of all all situations, but there is a major pushback right now, by the way, to push to say this is all fake. Well, look, if this is fake, then the Gospels must be fake. Right? So this absolutely happened. And of all people that could talk about it, it would be Jonah. He was there. So, number one, a consequence of disobedience is the desire not to pray. It took him days inside. Now, just think for a moment when we're living our way, right? and we know we're doing wrong. We're trying harder to do better. Is the first thing we wanna do, well, I better talk to the Lord about this. No, we'll be confronted with our sin. This dude was so stubborn, he could stay in the belly of a fish for a few days, but we're the same. Thankfully, God's grace doesn't know a time stamp to stop. Okay, okay, this is it. Because if he takes us home, praise the Lord, we're in heaven, we don't have to deal with this mess anymore. But at the beginning of this, he let this guy just kind of swim in himself, kind of gross, kind of waller a little bit, right? Walling in his own mess. And he had no desire to talk to God. When they threw him overboard, remember, he's fleeing God, right? If the further I go, he won't get me. All right, listen, just, I'm done. Throw me. I'm done. I want to die. And God says, well, I'm not done. And he has the fish prepared. But I don't want to talk to you. You will. Oh, you will. At some point. It's the same thing with us. It's the exact same thing. Jonah knew what to do. He knew that if God wanted him to go to Nineveh, he even said it before. If I go, you're going to save these people. And there was a lot of problems between Ninevites and Israelites, and he didn't want to see them saved. They had been horrible to his people. I'd rather die myself than to see them come to know the Lord. God says, nope. What's awesome, here's here's the positive side of that, right? If we belong to God, we can do our best effort to run away in our sin and our frustration and our anger and our disobedience. And what happens? You may let us run for a while, but one or two things, we're either going to be with him or we're gonna turn, just like a parent with a child. They may get away with something for so long, but eventually, the, the whole purpose of discipline is not the fact that my man was in belly juice, What was to going to turn around. Also, another point to begin here, sin creates barriers, does it not? It creates barriers, division between us and God. Jonah's not at the point where he's ready to talk to God yet. He's still trying to flee God's plan, God's purpose. But what God wants done will be done. You'll see in verse 2, it says, I called out to the Lord out of my distress. After a few days in this fish, he had finally hit whatever his bottom or maybe his belly, but he had hit the bottom of a situation. Now, as, let me just say this. I love counseling. I do. Man, I, I'm very grateful for any time somebody, whether it's in my office or out somewhere and, and we're going through scripture and whatnot, but I will tell you in a matter of hours, maybe in the first session or two, you can figure out real quick if someone's at their bottom yet, you know? Or do they want another hand out, hand to hold their, another person to hold their hand? Or are they ready to repent and move forward? Now, I mean, the process itself may, may take a while, of course. But it doesn't take long to figure out. And we want someone to agree with what I'm doing. Because if you don't agree, I need to move on. Listen, you can spend years with people knowing. I don't think we've ever hit. I don't think there's been enough bottom yet, whatever that is. Hey, listen, some of us are very stubborn. Knowing we need help. We'll be confronted with help and we'll continue to do it our own way. And Jonah is absolutely stubborn in this. I I really think in the first few minutes of being in the belly, okay, Lord, please save me. I'm wrong. What do we got to do here? Come on, man. This is bad. Let me out. I was trying to die and you saved me. What do you want me to do? Go there, speak. Okay, please. I don't like to be wet with clothes on anyway, much less in the belly of somebody. Can you imagine that? Yeah, my man was so stubborn, it took a couple days. Now, again, we give this guy a lot of grief because of his disobedience and him running. This, though, is the awesome part, okay? So what led to this prayer that we're going to really dissect in a moment? God in his grace. Now, I'm sure to Jonah, it didn't feel this way. But God, in his grace, brought Jonah low to the end of himself. He allowed all this to happen knowing this is what it was going to take. All the pleading, all the asking, all the running Jonah did, that wasn't enough. No, I need to put you in a dark belly where it's just me and you. And let you sit there a minute and he was brought to his bottom. None of that, I'm sure, was comforting. Let's be honest, it rotted. And God will allow us to go through that, won't he? Well, allow us to go through some really dark, depressing times and moments where you feel all alone and no one sees what you're going through. You feel by yourself, fearful, afraid. Ready to give up, and yet you're exactly at the place where God wants you to be. Number two, prayer of repentance. Now here, so now verses two through verse nine. This is honestly so cool. This dude, this dude knew more scripture than some of us will. will I mean, this dude forgot more scripture than some of us will ever know, and we'll see it actually in this. All right, in this prayer. Okay. Jonah obviously had studied psalm, knew the psalm back and forth, because the effect it had on these few verses here. and finally Jonah recognizing his plight, knowing that he's about to die, well, I'm going to die talking to God about it. Because we read the whole thing and know, okay, Jonah gets spit out, and he finally does what God asked him to do in rebellion, actually. right? We know that, right? He's in rebellion. Jonah don't know that. He doesn't know. He believes he's praying his. I mean, speaking his last words. And after turning away from prayer prayer in the run that he was doing, in the running, now he's going to turn to God. It is apparent that Jonah memorized and was familiar with Psalms, because in distress, his prayer had a very familiar familiarity with the Psalms. Now, I want to look at these verses, and here's how I'd like to do it. I want you to kind of pay attention to the section you're in 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 Jonah, and I'll have those on the screen, but I'm going to show you kind of how they correlate with different verses in Psalms. So, the first one is in verse 2, okay, and you see that up there. It says, saying, I will call out to the Lord out of my distress. He answered me out of the belly of Sheol, I cried, and you heard my voice. Here's here's the effect of someone who had been in the Bible, in Scripture, who knew Scripture because he was praying it back to God. Psalm 118.5, out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. Go to verse 3. Again, we'll see verse 3. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Now, this goes with Psalm 86, 88, 6, and 7, and actually Psalm 42, 7. So listen to these two. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with your waves. Psalm 42, 7. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and waves have gone over me. Hear the distress and how he's using Scripture to talk to God about this. Psalm, I mean, verse 4. It says, then I, then I said, I'm driven away from your sight, yet I shall look again upon your holy temple. Well, it's Psalm 31, 22. I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried out to you for help. Verse 5. The waters closed and over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head. Psalm 69:1. And again, you can just see the correlation. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. Verse 8. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Psalm 31:6. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. And finally, verse 9. Again, throughout this entire prayer. Verse 9. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Again, he's made the turn at this point from the salvation belonging to just death. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Psalm 50 verse 14, offer to God sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. Now, I went through those specifically for one real reason. When we're going through distressful moments, when God's blessing, this is what we should be turning to. This is the reason we should be memorizing Scripture. This is the reason we should be in the Word. Because all the, hey, I'm praying for you, I'm thinking about you, you're in my thoughts and prayers, all that's important, and I'm thankful that people pray. But the bottom line is, when I'm going through something, nobody can say anything else than God that I, don't, that I don't need from the Scripture, that I can only be replaced from, from Scripture. You can be in moments of distress, in moments that you feel by yourself in moments where stuff's just not going right. And it's interesting how if we just pray to God, his words, how he'll go in here in our heart and he may have to break it, rip it apart again and again, and then he'll build us back up. And we leave the prayer and we start the prayer in distress. We leave encouraged. Only God can do that. And we may give Jonah a lot of grief, but even he figured that out. Only God can do that. So I'm gonna encourage you, in the middle of whatever mess you may find yourself in, whether you caused it or it was caused by someone else, don't go to social media. Don't even go to a friend yet. Get along with the Bible and talk to God's word. It's not like that's a magic potion that may correct all of your problems and issues. But i tell you what it will do, it'll settle your heart. It'll encourage. You may have to repent. It may be your fault, whatever situation you're in. But it'll have a, completely, a completed change of mind. This man went from so diswrought, distressed from death, that by the end of his prayer, he was encouraged. Salvation belongs to you, God. It belongs to you. For all of Jonah's issues, this is why I love this man. We haven't been in a fish. Almost said the W word. We haven't been in a fish, right? But we sure can find ourselves in a mess of our own creating, of our own doing. And we can feel all by ourselves in the dark deep. And sometimes that's exactly where we have to be. So that God can quietly talk to us and we can listen. A place of stillness. You know, in that massive fish, I don't believe a lot was going on. It probably, in a lot of ways, had a solitude spirit to it. You know, like where else am I going to go? Dark and quiet. And then he's reminded of Scripture. That probably he taught as a prophet, that he read, that he spent time with. And after being really at a point of low, we come to the point where he surrenders. When we come to such a point of surrender to the one and true living God, the result will always be the same. At some point, we're gonna pray, and prayer's gonna begin to matter. And that relationship and that communion with God is going to begin to matter again. And it's going to get sweet again. It may not get easy. Our current circumstances may not exactly change. Because at this point, they haven't changed yet with, with Jonah. But I dare say that if Jonah had died, and he, okay, had he died in this situation, if we could have talked to him, he would have said, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because, man, I entered that water disobedient, rebellious toward God. And I left that fish right in communion with him. We were praying together. We was worshiping. And the next thing, God just called me home. So the best thing I ever did was get in the belly of that fish. Now also imagine how the story is going to be different. From a guy who didn't want to go to Nineveh, can you imagine, uh, Jonah, what's up with your skin there, man? You look a little beat up. Dude, you need to take a shower. Dude, you smell. What's going on? Um, Yeah, I just left a fish. Huh? You mean you were fishing? No, 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 no. no. I just left the inside of a fish. Tell me about that God again. (laughs) Can you imagine how the story, the the message began to change? And that's what God does with us. He takes our disaster, our mess, brings it as part of our story So what? our reach is better, our reach is greater our being able to understand people is greater now I'm not saying that it would, the best case for Jonah would have been to obey right, I get that but now there's someone else Jonah can reach in Nineveh because he walks in this person's been at the lowest of low, well dude you haven't been at the bottom of a fish, I have let's talk about what God did just the spirit we come into this thing so negative and then we end up whoa, God's done a major work here With a prophet. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. I'm only going to just talk about one part there. Because let me tell you something. You're not alone. Right? We're not alone. Because God says, and I know he's talking about in the respect of money and provision. I understand that. Okay? But I will never leave you nor forsake you. Whether it's financial, like in the situation of Hebrews. But there was only one person in the world who knew where Jonah was, and it's really the only person that mattered. As a believer, that is massively comforting because I can find myself in plenty of mess of my own creating and feel like I'm all by myself, feel like there's no hope. People may even try to help, and I don't want to hear it. And you get along with God, and God speaks. Hey, I'm here. I'm right here with you. That's also a reason we should not give up on people, especially the brethren, okay? We don't understand every situation, and yes, they may should listen, obey, do whatever, get out of the situation they're in. That may all be true, but if it wasn't for grace, we would be there, so we should empathize, pray with them, for them, minister to them, encourage them, and don't stop, even if they don't listen, until they they push you away. Why? Because God hasn't forgotten us. God hasn't left us. God hasn't forsaken us. We won't hear, depart from me. Well, then if that's the case, that's how we should treat others. Let me speak to one group that may be difficult to do more than others. Okay? I'll be transparent in a second. For me, it's diff- more difficult to do. Man, if I don't know you that well, or even if you're a wonderful, you person, I can tend to put up a lot of stuff. But my f- my family, I get constantly <laughs> convicted about, like, do you love this person enough to do all this for this person? But this is your family. And you say, well, that, well, that's hard. They know us. Yeah, exactly. They know us. You don't know what I have to live with. Yeah, but God does. Yeah, well, that's easy to say. It is. It is very easy to say and extremely difficult to do. It takes the work of the Holy Spirit to actually to accomplish it. Because if it was just us, Right? If it was just me, donezo, man, we're done. But then God speaks to you again, hold up. You're supposed to be Jesus to this person, the way you speak to them, the way you talk to them, how you act toward them, how you love them. But they don't love you and they don't love, they may not even love us. And that's not, Boy, well, hold up. Jesus knows all about that. Now I'm speaking on stuff right now that's very difficult to do. In fact, it's impossible to do unless we're under the Holy Spirit. I put into in there Romans 8, 35 through 39. In 35, i got to think, in the, in the spirit of my man being in this, in this fish, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then if you look at these next couple of words, I think they cover every time period of humanity. Or every situation in humanity, shall tribulation, shall distress, or, or distress, or persecution, or famine, being without, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword. If you were in war, then we have that as it is written for your sake. We were being killed all the day long. We were regarded as sheep to be the slaughter. And then verse thirty-seven comes. No. No matter what situation we are in or going through, no matter who has abandoned us, he doesn't. He doesn't. And even when Jonah didn't want to talk to God, before the prayer, God wanted to talk to him. God was willing to listen to him. That's not human. (laughs) That's God. And so, no matter how far we've gone or how far we've fallen, we can still call on Him. No matter our location, no matter the sin that we've committed, no matter the past that now has been created, we're not too far. And in our moments of deepest despair, when we think no one listens and no one cares, can't be separated from God. I think he has great joy listening to us in prayer. I'm a talker. I can talk ears off, and I can't talk him off. I can reach him at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and say, Lord, can we just sit and talk a little while? Will you just listen to me one more time? Please, Jonah recognized the need for repentance. Yeah, it may have taken the belly of a fish, but he recognized the need. His greatest need wasn't to be saved out of that, but to be repent repent from his sins. And then he had faith that God would absolutely hear him. Do you have faith when you pray that God's going to hear? God's going to listen. That's two different things. Men are great at just nodding their heads, pretending they're listening in one ear out the other. God doesn't treat me that way. Let me say this too. On the cartoon, this is a total commercial for you for a second. Uh, On the cartoon version of Jonah, we never see this stuff. You know that? We see him in the in the fish. Alright, gets kinda of tired. Lord save me. Oh there I gets vomited. And I think sometimes we would tend to skip over it. But I will tell you, I would encourage you to memorize some of this in Jonah 2. It really will it should, number one, it encourages, but it also confronts. So finally number three today. God's grace to orchestrate restoration from rebellion. God's grace, because that's really what that that big fish is, it's just a big massive couple of ton of grace to orchestrate restoration from rebellion. Before Jonah could go to Nineveh and and preach a very simple message, you're gonna get destroyed unless you repent, before he could do that, he himself. Had to be restored. And even in his prayer. We see the gospel. He was as low as low could be. And what did he say? Lord salvation belongs to you. Save me. I can't do anything of myself. Salvation belongs to you. Yes. I've reached this bottom nasty mess that I've created. I completely disobeyed, thought I could outrun. By the way, we, we do the exact same thing. Find ourselves in a mess of our own creation. And so one point here is, is, if you're a believer, in the midst of a mess, whether you're creating or not, in the midst of restoration, There has to become an appreciation for our salvation. I know I didn't mean to say all those shun words. (laughs) That was a lot of shuns, right? There has to be a remembrance of what Jesus did. Remembering who God is, how low we were, and that we can go to him again, and again, and again. Jonah looked to the faith. Even in the back of his mind, he's saying, look, I don't know. I I do want to, like, see this in heaven. I really do. I want to go to that big screen we've talked about before where you can, like, experience it and watch it. I want to know what he's thinking. I really do. You see, he probably wants to get out of there. Well, I'm sure he does, but he's at the bottom of the ocean, so he possibly could drown. Right? So I wonder if, like, Lord, if you don't save me. There's nothing I can do. Man, that's just like a lost person, right? All the work, effort. And then it's also for the Christian who we can sometimes do the work of the Lord without the Lord. Do what we've been called to do in our family and say, you know what? I I got this. I'm okay. I got this. No, Jonah looked to faith to receive fulfillment. Talking about being in danger and in despair. This is also why it's important, whether you're in ministry with someone, dealing with someone, that you're constantly reminded of the grace that you've received through salvation. That the opportunity you even get to talk to this person is because of what God's already done inside of you. And therefore, then, no matter what sin, mess you hear about, well, it shouldn't be shocking. That could be me. It shouldn't be shocking. I could have easily done that. And then, in a way of ministering to them, begin to tell them, begin to tell them what God's done for you. Being transparent and saying, this was my, this was mess I was in. This is the the path I chose to walk away from God and yet in his grace and in his mercy sought to save me what a difference I also like in, that, in this passage this idea salvation belongs to God but that he delights in it he delights in it he finds joy in rescuing us I'm not worth rescuing. I'm a mess. And yet, when I go to him in that, he, f- he finds great joy. It allows me to be able to talk to him again. God's going to use trials. He can use trials to restore us from sin so that we can lear- learn to turn to him for grace. Not our effort, not our strength, not our ability. Now I say, we'll use, not always. Jonah's message wouldn't have been the same without the fish. Now, this does not mean that Christians that were inactive in our faith have been first saved by a faith that we receive. We can't refer to it as passive. It's seen by the work that happens after, after salvation. Moreover, it is absolutely necessary that we turn to God and listen to when he speaks. Because all this talking to, to God that's happened inside this fish, eventually God's going to speak. And in that, can I tell you, I think God has a sense of humor. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon dry land. Almost like, yep. Man, that would have been like millions of views on TikTok, okay? I mean, can you believe this? A fish just burped the kid. (laughs) What? And I just wonder if God's like, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, really. Think about how powerful that is, right? This fish thinks, I've got a buffet. Well, the daggum thing won't digest, man. Days later, won't digest. And then, oh, there's Jonah. Like, I really believe in all this. God's like, okay, man, your time's up. Time to come out of your prison belly. I don't know some of that. to me, it's hilarious. I also think, too, we can look back and think, "Man, what was wrong with me? I knew better. I should have done better. I should have obeyed. By the way, all this, when some of those become like discouraging about what we should us and what is and could us, that's not who God is. In fact, when John is mentioned in the New Testament, It's in a positive note. We tend to remember just the fact that, man, how dumb can he be to try to run from God? I don't know. How dumb are we to do that? Right? What a lack of faith! Didn't want to see people saved. How dare he? And the dude had to go to a fish to get restored. No, he had to get along with God. The fish was just a vehicle. In a lot of ways we're a lot more like Jonah than we'd like to admit. Our fish may look different. But he's not different. He'll listen. He wants us to repent. He's thankful when we come to him. There's not not too far for him. And then this idea of grace begins to take even a greater view in our mind. Because not the fact that He sent his son before I knew who he was. And that man died on the cross and rose again. And I was able to trust that as his free gift that I absolutely do not deserve and cannot earn. But then the fact that even when I go back to who I used to be in moments, he doesn't change who he is. Allows me to grow through that. So in the midst of a kind of a nasty chapter, I mean, it's kind of gross considering what he'd been through. It's really beautiful to see all the grace God provided. And he'll do the same thing with us. In some of the worst chapters of our life, we can look back and we can say, you know what? It didn't feel good, it didn't seem fair. It was miserable. And no, I don't wanna do it again. But I'm glad he was there. I'm glad he brought me through my fish. And now I can speak to people at a different at a, at a different place from a different space. I'm talking to Mike this week, by the way, I'm almost finished. Um, I talked to Mike. we talking to Mike this week, and we were like, how very different lives me and Mike um, grew up in. You know, um, Mike. You know, his parent, dad, was a Christian college professor. I grew up in a car dealership. Um... Being raised, honestly, by car salesmen and maybe their families. And uh, everything you've heard about the car business isn't all bad, but a lot of it is. And getting to see that entire side. And then growing going, going a little later and really kind of upset that I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. And the opportunities God placed before us again. And the opportunities we got to see and be a part of. A man I was literally had been counseling for six years. This person, it's been about 10 years since we've actually talked, called me over this last week. He thinks someone's passed away. I don't believe that's the case. I believe that he wasn't in his right mind when he called, and now it's been 10, 11 years. And I thought to myself, could I have done something different? Should I have went back and talked to him again? Well, he hasn't found his bottom yet. He hasn't found his fish yet, I don't believe. God's not let that happen yet. But those experiences and through those lenses, I get the opportunity to see people through and see kind of the, the good and some of the nasty and say, so, you know what, what can, how can I be Jesus to that person? How can I love them in such a way? How can I be more patient, not be frustrated? Because if it was up to me, some people would be zapped really quick. Thankfully, they're not, and thankfully, it's not up to me. Thankfully, God still uses me in spite of some circumstances and situations. And God takes that, what was meant for evil, and turns it to good. Only God can do that. And that's just awesome that we get to be a part of that. It's just awesome. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll dismiss. Father, to to a great degree, we all have to be brought from disobedience to repentance. We have to come to the place that we reach whatever rock bottom is. And we're so thankful and grateful that you're gracious, that you don't run out of grace, that there's never enough. You have an endless supply. Lord I, I believe we get opportunities to be ministers in these situations though from these stories is what happened with Jonah he was able to use that for the rest of his life of where he had been where you allowed him to go and how you restored him we're thankful for your restorative grace that changes our life so Lord I pray as we're out this week may we have an extra measure of patience may we love a little more speak truth. Lord, those who are either fallen away or found themselves in a, in a bottomless pit that they believe they're in, they may be exactly where you want them to be at that moment. And we may get the opportunity to minister your word to them and love them in such a way that helps in restoration. And that is incredible that you allow us to do that. So I pray no matter what our role is or our job, that we remember we're first ministers of the gospel and this week, you'll use this church family to reach this community. So many that feel hopeless, that are searching and seeking, and yet we have the truth. And I pray just the way we treat others, it'll be seen and it can, be, it can be used. Thank you, God, for what you've done today. Thank you, Lord, for all those that serve. Thank you, Lord, for the worship today. Mm. I pray you be with us this week. In Jesus' name.